0: Welcome to Brain Health Matters. I'm your host, Kate Kunkel, the founder of this series of courses, programs, books, and this podcast, all created to help you become healthier so your brain can become happier and stronger. Sue Lindis is an integrative nutrition health coach, owner, and founder of Wellness Clusters, and she is the survivor of her couch. Sick for more than a decade and housebound for almost three years, Sue vowed she would find a way off her couch or die trying. Thank goodness you found a way. Escape she did and considers one of her most significant achievements to be receiving an Energizer Award. I'll have to ask you about that. Sue is a specialist in energy and she is passionate about helping others reclaim their lives from chronic illness. Welcome, Sue.
1: Thank you, Kate. Thank you very much.
0: So happy to have you here. Now, what is an Energizer
1: Award? An Energizer Award. So this was an award I won from uh, the Rotary Club of Bishop. Uh, Going back to when I first decided I was gonna get myself off my couch. One of the things that had happened is I become so disconnected from everything. Um, I was unable to work because I'd been so sick and being housebound, you just don't get out and meet people. And my life had become so, so small. Um, So I decided one of the things that I really needed to do was to connect myself to the community and the Rotary Club of Bishop seemed to be a good place for me to go. When I went there they are a big organization that are in service to their community and I got to play there. I got to use all of the skills that I had and figure out how I could reuse, I could use my skills to actually help them with what they were doing. So I kind of used it as an opportunity to test out my rusty brain it hadn't been working for many years and I needed to find out you know what kind of capacity I had in my brain so I threw myself into all of these projects and just to see what would happen and as a result of that I was really blown away by actually how much my brain still was capable of doing. And as a result of all of the projects that I got involved in, at the, the district level, they gave me this award called the Energizer Award because I was so busy on all these different projects. And it just was so thrilling for me coming from a place of being on my couch for almost three years, not being able to participate in life, having no energy whatsoever. And to be given an Energizer Award, it was just, it was just, it made my life. <laughs>
0: I'll bet you it did. So um Now tell us, I I, I don't know how personal you want to get, but how deep you want to go into why you were on that couch, because
1: that's a long time to be there. It's a very long time. Back in 2001, I got some kind of a viral illness and I never recovered from it. Um, It's very common. People talk about long COVID now and people are are aware of the fact that people who, who contract COVID can sometimes go on to develop. Um, these long-term symptoms but truthfully about 10% of all people who get viral infections do go on to develop post-viral illness Um, and this was what um, I was diagnosed with originally. Um, As I went through all the testing they finally came up with chronic fatigue syndrome which really is a description of the kind of symptoms that I was having and fibromyalgia which was a description of the pain in the body. But those were the two uh, descriptions that came, that they came up with. The symptoms of those two conditions are actually very, very severe. Um, the brain fog that you can get with both of those conditions, fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome, it's, it's, really, it's impossible to have your brain working when you're suffering from brain fog. It's hard to put two thoughts together, let alone two words. Um, you can't find the right words to use. Um, So it's a hugely, hugely challenging condition. The lack of energy um, to do anything. I actually would know how many steps it was from my couch to the bathroom, from my couch to the mailbox, because I had so little energy, I I needed to make sure I could do these specific things throughout the day. Um, So the name of a disease, Really doesn't speak to the challenging symptoms that come with it. Um, So, yeah, very, very challenging condition. From
0: a virus, isn't that? From a virus. Wow. Yes. I, we're going to have to talk about this um, personally later on, because I was sure. diagnosed with a, a viral condition that's supposed to be the reason my face is numb. So we'll have to talk about that interesting. as right. well. <laughs> uh, I had, I, you're the first person I've, I've spoken to other than people who have long haul COVID, which, but it right. makes perfect sense. If that kind of a virus can do it, why can't another virus? I, I exactly. honestly didn't put the pieces together. So this is fascinating. Now, we know that our brains are only about 2% of a normal person's weight, but they use up 20%
1: of oh, yes. the body's
0: energy intake each day. <laughs> so for you, when you were in this state, it must, I can't imagine how hard it must have been if you had no energy and there's 20% of nothing is still nothing, right?
1: Exactly right, exactly right, yeah. Wow. It's very challenging um, and, and honestly, It was the one thing I knew I needed to address, the very first thing, because I had these great ideas of I want to get myself off the couch, but without any energy, there was really no way of doing that. Um, So I really had to focus. um, It really came down for me to food. Um, Food with the condition that I had had also become a problem. I had a lot of food sensitivities, lots and lots of foods that I couldn't eat. Um, So it had become really challenging to get some good nutrition into my body. Um, but that's really where I focused on initially, was really high quality, what I call superfoods, mm. um, to give me the energy. And I started to um, eat foods more like um, liquid foods. I wanted to eat the foods that were kind of almost ready to be absorbed into my body, not foods that I had to chew and digest because digestion takes energy. And when you have yeah. none, it's, you know, it's challenging. So to eat foods that were not as difficult to, to digest definitely was a big step for me um so
0: so when you I, I, so for those who don't understand the concept like energy we think oh i you know i'm kind of fatigued today but the concept of energy we i just mentioned the story about microglia how they've mm. now been able to actually measure the amount of energy that comes off and and what that means to the brain but where in now we know that we need calories for energy, but how does yeah. that work? Like, like if you if you're saying you didn't even have the energy to to burn the, the food, like where did your energy then come from?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting question. It does come. I mean, we, we talk about energy coming from food. That is actually what give us the calories and the, it's the burning of the food that actually releases the energy that the food contains and that we can use. Um, But aside from food, there are a lot of other ways that you can create energy. Um, One of the first things um, mentally um, being disconnected, one of the first things that I did not having a purpose or a connection is is really difficult to manage in in an energy way. Um, When I I found that when I got connected with people and I started to engage with people, I got energy. Whether it was energy from other people or the energy that comes with being connected with other people, it's I, I'm not sure, but that definitely gives you energy. The idea of having a purpose when you don't have anything to get out of bed for every day because you're going from bed to couch, um, very low levels of energy if you think about people with depression very low levels of energy Um, and they're not going to become undepressed by eating food so that's not going to be a way that they're going to be able to increase their energy Um, so there are other techniques that you have to use also to generate that energy having that sense of purpose and having a reason having some connection uh, was so so important um, as part of that Um, the other part of it was also movement and with movement that was I had no energy how can you move when you don't have energy and yet I knew that the more I didn't move the worse that was going to get so that I had to find some energy from somewhere I had to start moving somehow Um, and honestly I started really simply just lifting up my arm would make me feel exhausted so I just one day I just lifted up my arm twice and the next day I did it three times it seemed so pathetic that How is this ever going to get me anywhere? But after about a week, I did notice that I had a little bit more energy. It wasn't quite so tiring to hold my hand up. Um, So that's another way to do it. And then the other one, I would say the big one for me is the detoxing. All of the toxins that we're surrounded by in our environment, in our homes, in our food even. Mm. And even if those toxins are not dangerous, for example, your body still has to process them. And that's energy. So anything for me that was going to deplete my energy, I wanted to get rid of. And anything that was going to fill me with energy, I wanted to have more of. Um, and that's, that's the combination that I used. So being with people, moving being with people, a little
0: bit. and Moving. Yeah. So when you when you said about food having liquid, which makes perfect sense, because yeah. it does it does absorb into your system much more easily, and it doesn't take as much energy to process it. That right. makes perfect sense to have liquid. So you, you've you created some more energy, and now you're the energizer bunny. You're right.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: So if somebody were to come to you and say, Sue, yeah. I'm I'm tuckered out, I don't know what to do. And even though they may not have any kind of a a diagnosis um what
1: would you say to them first what to do i would concentrate on food because and i say food because it's the it's instantaneous food you can eat food and instantly have what you need in your body Um, and so that's why i focus on food so the very first thing i would do is to look at what kind of foods the person was eating Um, i focus on a lot on greens if if there's one thing you can do in your diet greens in greens actually as your mother told you eat your vegetables she was not lying Um, she never said eat the slab of steak she said eat your vegetables and my experience of that is absolutely true when you can eat lots of green vegetables that's actually what's making what makes you strong it gives you strength Mm -hmm. Um, so that's really what I would focus on immediately I would focus on what they were putting into their body how they were fueling themselves um, and then what what they're doing in their life that's depleting their energy would be the two things I would look at.
0: Mm, So that could be like a
1: job. It could be even a relationship. It could be. be. It could be. It could be a toxic environment. It could be. um, I know my husband works in a hospital. Those can be very toxic environments. There's lots of, lots of medicines, lots of plastics, lots of Mm -hmm. um, cleaning solutions, lots of illness, of course. Um, and you can be surrounded by that. So sometimes you can be in environments that um, it's easy to take those toxins in. Um, and so paying attention to what you're eating, what you're putting on your body, um, is really, really important.
0: Yeah, and you know what? That's something a lot of people don't think about. And I, I just had this conversation with a friend who is all of a sudden very interested in having her nails done all the time. Right. And with uh, and I tried to explain to her that every time you do that, not only are you putting that stuff on your nails, and it can get into your body, you're also inhaling that. Mm -hmm. So that toxin can be and she's wondering why she has no energy. And I'm so glad that you're on here today, because she's complaining she has no energy. And I maybe you can address the whole idea of (laughs) of cosmetics and energy. So I can show her this show.
1: Yeah, it's so true. Because you know, the average person's um, Um, is exposed to more than 260 chemicals every single day and often we don't look at what we're putting in and on our body but it absolutely I mean our body has to do something with that stuff it has to process it somehow and so that really really does require energy I think very often people don't think about energy in terms of most people have a car if you're going to go on a trip you know that you've got to put gas in that car otherwise you're not going to go far but as human beings we don't do that we get up every morning and we just go off about our way we just decide what we're going to do and off we go we don't think oh wow, well, this is going to be a hard day today maybe i make i need to make sure i've got some extra fuel on board if i want to get through the day and be in, a, in, in one piece at the end of it but we don't think like that we don't think about what it is that we need to um, fuel ourselves with or some of the things that we need to avoid because they sap our energy, like negative people or depending on your viewpoint, some media can do that. Um, Some situations that you find yourself in can can sap your energy. But we're not we're not consciously aware of that. Um, And I think that um, I often joke that people actually, at least when you have a car, at least, you know, you have to put good fuel in that car to make it run. We don't understand that as human beings.
0: I agree too bad. It is too bad because so many people are running around really just depleted and you can see it in them, you know, and, and, and from my point of view, as a brain health coach, my concern is that long-term that depletion is going to affect not just your day-to-day living, your, your ability to function, but it's going to impact the health of your body 100% but also your yeah. brain because it's taking so much energy 20% of nothing is still nothing so if you can't uh, you know if you don't have enough fuel on board it's going to ultimately tax your brain i love what you said earlier about about the um connection with other people, and because this is Heart Month, I'd really like you to talk about that. Our our dance um, guest, our guest who talked about dancing last week, she mentioned about how our heart, the energy goes out like six feet. We have that energy. I'd like you to talk about it purely from an energetic point of view, how that um, impacts our
1: bodies and our hearts. You know, I honestly think that, that it's all about energy. Um, you know the energy it's more than the energy that we have that we need to actually move and function but it's all about energy what we attract to us we attract through energy Um, where our thoughts are in terms of energy levels we attract different thoughts and different people so this is why when you're connecting with people it's first of all really important that you connect with the right people um, but when you're connecting with the right people you actually abso- you absolutely do have that energy available to you it's it's something as I think your previous guest was Holly I watched that talk earlier and it was really good um, and it absolutely is something that precedes you um, many people talk about um, auras and things like that that they can see around people so to me we are bundles of energy that's what we are in this body and and this is why connecting with other people is so so important connecting with their energy we all know when we connect with somebody who has a different energy level than us we yeah. can sense a higher energy or a lower energy level so we we do have the ability to sense energy and it's so important it's something that Um, we all feed from when we're in a group. And I think it's really, really an an important part of how to get some energy. And how to be human. Yeah. And how to be a human being. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: and, And I, I fear that part of the reason so many people are perhaps angry and somewhat irrational right now, it's because here in February of 2022 That we have a situation where people have not been together, have not been feeling each other's energy. And I believe that's had a huge impact. And and my concern, again, as a brain health coach, is what this is going to do long term, because that that, um, mindset from lack of connection is, is hard to overcome. It takes a lot of work to undo that.
1: Yes, you know it does, it really does and you know that's something that I think it's very palpable when you go out. Now there has been a change in the way that people are um, interacting with each other and I think it is causing a great deal of tension and stress that really wasn't there before um, this whole epidemic started. So yes, I think that building those connections is really, really important.
0: So in addition to food and Taking inventory of what uh, you need to get through your day and a a pure caloric point of view. Um, If you are by yourself, like many of us are by ourselves Mm. and um, we've got a day ahead of us, what can we do to energize um, that part of us, like the heart part of us?
1: You know, going back to the other talk you had, I love to use music. I love, music is very energetic to me um so often if I'm here because it can get very quiet when you're in in your home on your own and there's nobody around um putting some music on um dancing or even just moving to move it is a really great way to um, raise your energy level um so yeah those are a couple of things I do being out in nature being connected um with the outside world is also a really important thing for me to feel like I'm in the flow of everything, you know, I'm part of part of the world and part of what's going on in the world. Um, so I think it's really important to do those things. It's so easy to become isolated. Um, and it's I have found myself that it's less energy to just be in your little silo and working away. But it's, it, it becomes very, very lonely and you can end up in a place before you really realize that you're there, that you've, you've got to this place that's really not that healthy for you. Right. um so yes it's 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 something to be mindful of
0: because then when you do get out with people it's hard it, it's really very. you know i i live in a beautiful place here we have half an acre of property and five houses and and Wonderful. it's very easy to be you know it's it was a hosteria we we've, we've stopped that now but um It's very easy for me to literally not leave this property for weeks at a time. I don't I don't need to. I love it here. However, I make it a a conscious effort to at least once a week go out with other people and be with other people. You know, otherwise I can find myself getting here like the world gets smaller and smaller. You know,
1: it sure does.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So we've got food, we've got interaction. We have music. Yay. Yes. Uh, I'm working Love on my music. next book. <laughs> my next book is called the musical <laughs> brain. So that, that fits Wonderful. in perfectly. Um, yes. so, and then how about meditation? Do you think that that helps at all with this idea of increasing energy?
1: It does. And I, I, I think it's really important to pay attention to where your thoughts are mm-hmm. um, because our thoughts have their own energy and I think that it's, again, it's easy to slip into more of the negative kind of thinking. So I absolutely think you do need to, to take that time and that space um, just to quiet your mind um, and and just reconnect and just, just pay attention to where you want your head to be. I, I think, you know, a lot of people feel um, that their head kind of takes control. Sometimes we have way more control of our head than we actually than we actually think we do um and so i think that controlling what we give room to in our head is really really important you know we have to have some barriers there
0: yes oh boy 100% agree yeah because our thoughts can go wow crazy (laughs) yes um exactly I am so excited on so many levels to know you, Sue, because this this energy, and I'm going to ask you about this thing with my ears, but also I want people to know about wellness clusters. I'm so right. excited that you and Holly, and, and I know there's another coach that I have not met yet in the yes. wellness clusters. Tell us, tell my viewers, our viewers about that.
1: Wellness clusters. So wellness clusters, when I was sick and I was on my couch. I swore that if I found a way to get off my couch, I would help. I would spend the rest of my life helping other people to find out how they could actually do that. Um, and when I was sick, you know, one of the things I wanted was I really wanted somebody to help me. I really wanted to be able to speak to somebody who knew what I was going through, who could give me some help and advice. Um, and it was really, really challenging. There were lots of support groups out there, but there wasn't really anybody who could really tell me ex- how, how to start figuring this out for myself. Um, And also as a health coach, working as a health coach, working with clients, you realize we all have our own specialties. And sometimes you can see that a client would be really helped if they went to see somebody else for a particular um, issue that they're having. And so the idea of wellness clusters is to put all of these health coaches together. Health coaches who have had a chronic illness themselves have found a way to overcome that chronic illness. So they know what they're talking about. They've walked this disease. Um, Somebody can give the help and advice and support And somebody can talk somebody through how you find the pieces that work for you, because that's really what you want to do. Um, If you don't want to follow somebody else's program, you want to find something that works for you and works for you consistently. So that was the idea behind um, Wellness Clusters, is to bring all these coaches together and make them available to ask questions um, and just to help people who are still struggling.
0: And I'm so excited to be a part of it because uh, coming from my own background of rheumatoid arthritis and and helping my mom with dementia, which, um, often can result from a, a chronic illness um, yes. that's, that's one of the other pieces of information that just came out that people who have chronic illnesses tend to become more likely to have higher risk of dementia uh, so um, this is an important thing to look after um, yes. so tell us tell our viewers how we can uh, how they can learn more about wellness clusters and
1: how they can get in touch with you personally wellnessclusters.com is the website and if you go onto the website um, you can connect with us you can you can call us you can book a free consultation um, there's some blogs there you can interact on the blogs as well if you would like to do that I have a Facebook page and also on Instagram so you can connect in any of those places we would love to hear from you so I'll put, I'll
0: put those in the show notes Sue, I cannot thank you enough. This has been so revealing about energy. I, you know, you know these things, but you don't really think of it in terms of energy. Right. So this is a wonderful yeah. point of view that I had not really considered before. Thank you so
1: much. Thank you, Kate. It's great to be with you. Take good care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Thank you to everyone for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to Brain Health Matters so you'll always have the latest information and access to interviews with experts who can help you nurture and protect your brain for a future filled with happy memories.